The No Quarter Given podcast is brought to you by BuckPower.com, Titan Home Lending, TicketSmarter.com, and our Florida realtor, Drew Felios. Enjoy the podcast. Ahoy, Buck fans! Are ye looking for a different kind of podcast that centers on the yellow-bellied opponents? Well, you've come to the right place. Get ready for an enjoyable, in-depth look back at the important moments, historical facts, and games for the Buccaneers against this week's opposition. It's the No Quarter Given podcast on the BuckPower.com podcast network. Now, let's get started with your co-hosts, Jason Powers and Peter Blake. All right, Buck fans, welcome in. Division title clinched, Carolina style. Little Carolina barbecue, a 9 nothing division title winning game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Welcome into the No Quarter Given podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Peter Blake. Welcome in, Peter. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Well, it was ugly. It wasn't the prettiest game to watch on Sunday in Carolina, but the Buccaneers found a way to get it done. Good defensive effort. Uh, offense was was very sporadic, and we'll talk about. Uh, we'll get into some of the notes and no- news and notes of the game, and then. But we draw the Philadelphia Eagles. Our sixth time that we will face the Eagles come playoff time uh, this Monday night of all nights. Not another Monday night uh, wild card game, just like last year with the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll see if we can get a little bit better result on Monday night. Playoff game number two in Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they did it on Monday night after the showing of the Bucks. We were talking about that, but I kind of told you a couple weeks ago, I was kind of thinking it was going to be the Philadelphia Eagles the way they played lately. I mean, losers of five of six. They started out 10 and one. Who knows what the heck is going on with them? Jalen Hurts banged up. A.J. Brown banged up. Devontae Smith banged up. So maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are winners of five of six, are catching this team at the right time. Well, you, you make a good point. Phillies have lost five out of six. Uh, the big injury last week for the Eagles when they, in their loss to the Giants was A.J. Brown had a knee injury. We don't know what his status is as, as of this recording. Devontae Smith didn't play last week with an ankle injury. You saw Jalen uh, Hurts' finger get dislocated in the game. That, that will probably be an issue to some degree uh, with his grip of the ball and accuracy and all that. But the uh, so the Eagles come in at eleven and six. Our Tampa Bay Buccaneers come into the game nine and eight. Again, a, a not a not a uh, a very good not a very good off- defensively. They were excellent, but not a very good offensive performance in Carolina. We know uh, with nine nothing W. We know Baker Mayfield was a little banged up with the ribs, but then he got and then he had an ankle issue early in the game. He missed a couple of big throws that were guys were wide open and just not play very well on offense. Your concern level following the 9 nothing game, especially at the offensive side of the ball? Somewhat concerned because you kind of wonder, Baker's 100%, and of course, no football player at this time is 100%, but you know, how are the ribs feeling? What's the knee like? What's the ankle like? I mean, is he going to be limping? Even when he was limping, he was able to uh, convert a big-time third down. Can he make all the throws? I really believe that Carolina's a better defense than Philadelphia, although... You know, they only had 40 sacks this year. They're very talented up front. But if you can get the necessary time, which is what this Bucks team needs to protect Baker on Monday night, you can expose that matchup in the back end with, of course, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Well, my question is, can you? Because can, can Baker Mayfield be accurate enough to get the ball there? Because there were guys open Sunday in Carolina. 
Mike Evans is running wide open for a touchdown. Baker underthrows it mightily again by two or three yards. He doesn't hit, uh, you know, Rashad White is, is wide open on a, on a little angle route up the seam, doesn't throw it to him. You heard you heard Baker in the press conference today, uh, the Wednesday press conference, talk about make the makeable completions. Got to take with them the makeable completions, and he's really struggled in the last two weeks doing that. He really has, and whether it's health or whether it's you know trying to do too much and force it in those small windows, and you're exactly right. We could sit here and make all the excuses you want to, but right now it's a new season, and you're going to have to play better football than nine to nothing versus the worst team in the National Football League. So you got to get that uh, done, and then furthermore, I feel like the offensive game calling or game planning has to be you know get Baker confident, get him with some you know quick throws there, get rid of the ball. You know, no long developing routes or none of him, you know, trying to hold the ball in the pocket because if he takes one or two hits, you feel like he may be out of the game or he may be hindered. So he definitely didn't look like himself versus Carolina. He hasn't looked great versus the Saints. You kind of wonder what the hell situation is, but hopefully they can get it settled. And I think it starts once again with that offensive line, keeping the pressure off of him. And then furthermore, Dave Canales with the play calling, you know, set up Baker uh, to succeed instead of failing. Again, I, th- I think again, again, was it the best play called game in the in the world? Who knows? Again, I I think Baker. I think Baker got it in his head last week. I'm going to try to do too much. I want to stick it to Carolina. The, you know, when Baker will just play calm. Sometimes he gets too much of a chip on his shoulder, and he thinks he's going to. Jameis Winston, right? I mean, you kind of get the same notion of Jameis Winston. You get so excited at the beginning of the game. You have these slow starts. He's kind of like Winston in that, you know, he's trying to do too much. He's got this chip on his shoulder, and you appreciate that. You appreciate his competitive fire. But like you said, you want him to work within the offense. And when he does that, he's so much of a better quarterback. So put all that crap aside. Put the chip on the ground. Just go be competitive. Just go be the quarterback that we think he can be, which is 28 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Hopefully, you know, no turnovers because you know you've got to win the turnover battle in order to win a playoff game at the end of it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that he can play good Baker, not bad Baker, because when he's bad Baker, this offense is definitely different. You got to figure out how to get Mike Evans and Chris Godwin involved early in the game. Yep. Damn it! Can somebody score a touchdown on the opening drive? The Bucks weren't able to do that during the regular season. Can they do it on Monday night versus the Philadelphia Eagles at Raymond James Stadium? Please. A couple stats from the Carolina game. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about. We're just going to mention a couple things. Rashad White, nineteen carries, seventy-five yards. The a good bit of that was late in the game, which that's that was the one encouraging thing. They were able to run the clock out the last four or five minutes, which that was encouraging. Uh, 19 for 75. Chase McLaughlin again, another huge performance, three field goals, 150 plus. Again, he's been a rock. If it wasn't for Brandon Aubrey in Dallas, he'd be the Pro Bowl kicker for the NFC, no doubt. Three sacks for the defense, and maybe the defensive play of the year with Antoine Winfield. Because if that game gets to seven nothing Carolina, I'm not sure the Bucks can score two times to win that game with how how the offense was playing. I'm not sure either, and it's a big play, and we've seen it all year round. We've seen it uh, in the Atlanta game. We saw it in New Orleans with him making a big time play, which changes the momentum of it. I mean, 
He does it all. I don't know what Winfield Jr. has to do to prove himself as not only a pro bowler, but by the way, the NFL Players Association passed an all pro. Like, what are you watching and looking at? This guy has done it all. He's not yeah. only, you know, both of those, he not only deserves both of those awards, but he also deserves consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. Because if you don't have Winfield Jr. on this Bucks defense, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine how good they would be. And he does it all. He sacks. He forces fumbles. He, he he tackles. He makes interceptions. And, of course, in this game, just like the Atlanta Falcon game, he doesn't give up on the play when the play seems like it's done. That's it. The, the great effort play there. Again, uh, the chalk was running down the sidelines, and, and Winfield comes from the middle of the field, makes a tremendous play, strips you know strips the ball from, uh, from, from, uh, from uh, Chark. Uh, Jamel Dean recovers the other big play in the game. Give JTS credit. Nice strip sack. Great strip sack in the drive they were driving. Strip sacks Bryce Young. Bucks recover the fumble. Thwart another drive. And then the Bucks get a little lucky at the end. Up up 9-0. Carolina rips off about a 30-yard touchdown. And we got illegal formation on Carolina in week 18 of the NFL season. And Jason, that's the reason why they're a two-win team, because they can't get out of their way. One step forward and two steps back. And uh that was a big time play. That could have changed it. And you look at those and you say, well, the Bucks lucky? Yeah, to a certain degree. But yep. are the Carolina Panthers bad? Yeah, that's the reason why they're <laughs> the worst team in the National Football League. That is the exact reason right there. Well, Buck fans, we're not going to have a montage this week. Again, this, uh, no quarter given part of the BuckPower.com podcast network. Go to, again, go to BuckPower.com for all of your Buccaneer history, stats, anything related to playoffs. All that stuff, buckpower.com. No montage this week. If you want to go listen to uh, Paul's montage of the Eagles, go back to our week three archived episode when we played the Philadelphia Eagles. That's on there. Uh, Peter, we lose in week three to the Eagles, 25 to 11. Mm -hmm. Bucks, uh, and again, we're going to get to that game in a second. We're going to talk to David Moulton. ESPN Monday night, part of the ESPN Monday night football crew. David was works with Buck and Aikman. He's uh up in the up in the booth with him every week. I had a conversation with him earlier in the week about the Philadelphia Bucks game. He gave some great details, some great uh news and nuggets that, that I think you will very much appreciate, Buck fans, and some very good analysis of again, he's seen this Philadelphia team play a couple times in person. He was in the booth for the for the game week three. He'll give you some good insight there. So David Moulton, he also is a, a Sirius XM NFL radio host as well. So he does a lot of great stuff, and he also hosts uh, his own radio show here in the state of Florida, Miller and Moulton, uh, Monday through Friday. So again, it's like this guy's dialed into the stuff around the league, and and uh, he knows his stuff. So you'll enjoy uh, my chat with David Moulton. But before we get to David, any give me a did you did you appreciate um, you know, you heard the Baker chants as, as Baker's walking off the field. The good, the couple of good things about this game. I don't think there was any injury issues. I think guys got out of the game pretty healthy. I don't think we lost anybody injury wise. So that is key. Impressed with the defense. Carlton Davis, Jamel, you know, the, the back end played well. The front floor played okay. And the linebackers, Devin White, starting to get back in the flow of things. I like it. I'm, I'm a little more little more excited about what I'm seeing out of Devin White. And I also like Yaya Diaby. I mean, Yaya yes. Diaby leading, you know, this team with seven and a half sacks. I didn't necessarily expect that, but I did tell you that if he got the opportunity, he would do some big things, and he's already done it. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the now because you have this kid. Uh, you have JTS as a rotational player 
when he comes in for a Shaq beer, getting and, and contributing, and you also have Kalijah Kansi. So to talk about the defense, I've been very critical on this defense. They showed out on Sunday, and if you don't have that unit playing the way they did, you probably don't beat the Panthers. And you heard Tristan Worst postgame saying, hey, defense, y'all saved us today. We got to be better. Again, this is going to be a game we're going to talk about with Philadelphia. The Bucs got to score 20-plus to win this game. They're not going to win 17-13. I don't think it's good. Even, I know the Eagles are not playing good, but this is a golden opportunity for the Bucs to get 24 to 30 points against this, this uh, porous Philadelphia defense. Agree. Completely agree. All right. Um, again, Bucks finish 9-8, and eight, win the NFC South. New Orleans beats Atlanta. We saw Arthur Smith get fired. Give me a give me a thought on the clownish behavior out of New Orleans and Jameis Winston with the whole victory formation and they run it in the end zone. Dennis Allen doesn't have any control over that locker room. That's what that told me. That told me that the players are running that locker room, which is not always a good thing, that Jameis Winston wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. Yes, he may be a great teammate. Yes, he may have wanted to get Jamal Williams a touchdown. But if your coach says kneel down and you're in the victory formation why are you trying to trick the other team you could injure the defense and people go well you played to the whistle they were going in victory formation the defense didn't know it there was no it's just clown it's a clownish move bro it's a bush league move yep it's just a, it's selfish it's a it's a selfish move by winston uh it's not surprising he's been like this again i get it he's trying to be a great teammate now would i cut him like Shannon Sharp said, no, but I definitely think there's a problem with that locker room and Dennis Allen, and I don't know why Allen still has a job at this point. In fact, I hear there's rumors that Allen wants to bring in a John Gruden as a coach. Now, first and foremost, if Gruden comes into that building, you've got to know that if you bring him in there, he's most likely going to take your job eventually because he yeah. does have some type of relationship with Derek Carr. But would the NFL allow that to happen, Jason Powers, in your opinion? I don't think there's anything the NFL could do to prevent it. If they, if New Orleans wanted to hire him, I don't think there's anything that's prohibiting the New Orleans Saints or any other team for hiring John Gruden if they wanted to hire John Gruden. Wow. I mean, there's not. I mean, there's not a – you know, he's gotten his money from the Raiders. He's gotten his money. He's a – he's I mean, now, again – ethically or morally do you want to hire him for what you know for the allegedly for some of the things that came out who knows but i don't think there's any mandate that you can't hire the guy does the guy work in the league anymore do, do would the players respect him would he work out and, and help out a Derek carr who's had a, a previous I mean, relationship if, with? If, if we've seen we've seen plenty of guys in the nfl and co in the coaching world get jobs for doing some pretty lousy things off the field yeah sorry. i mean i mean it's just just the facts Am I surprised with Arthur Smith getting fired? No, not at all. Um, yep. I don't know who the next coach is going to be. Maybe it's Kirby Smart. There's talk of yeah, that. Yeah, happening. Yeah. Would they overpay I, for a college coach? Because that doesn't always work out. But Smart's a pretty smart guy. If he's going to overpay, it's going to be Jim Harbaugh. Well, I think he goes to the Raiders. I predicted that. And by the way, I took Michigan in that game. If you if you saw the video there, I, I'm sorry, man. I know you had a little bet out there for Alabama. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, you're good. It's all good, man. I took Michigan to win it all. They won it all, and then I That's... thought Jim Harbaugh was going to go off into the sunset. We'll we'll know Jim Harbaugh's status. I would say by Monday of next week. I think I think he's going whenever Michigan has their parade or their celebration back in Ann Arbor. I think once that's done, which probably will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe at the latest. I think by Monday 
it'll be hot and heavy about where we're going. Plenty of stuff going on in the coaching world. Pete Carroll steps down, Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera, obviously the Nick Saban news on the college front. So Mike Vrabel's out in Tennessee. So there's going to be some heavyweights and we still haven't heard about New England yet. So there's, I mean, there are going to be some heavyweight hires here in the next four to five days, I think. Jim Harbaugh, the new Raiders coach. Mark it down, no, my friend. No Antonio Pierce? No. No. Mark Davis, if, listen, Mark Davis has done this in the past. If he wanted to do it, he would have hired who? He would have kept the coach that was there. Basaccia, our guy, yeah. Basaccia. Basaccia, yeah. He would have kept him as the coach after he led that team. Mark Davis wants the big-name guy. He's going to overpay for it. Jim Harbaugh wants to leave Michigan. The best opportunity is for him to have the number one one, uh, number one overall oh. pick, not the one number one overall pick, but a first-round pick to get his own quarterback. Do not want to go to the Chargers and have Herbert ready-made? I think he has a relationship with Mark Davis. And then furthermore, you also remember that Tom Brady is a part of that organization. Yep, I got it. He's from Michigan. I was thinking the other day, I was like, no. Could it happen? Could Jim Harbaugh actually got get Tom Brady to come out of retirement? Oh, no, come on. But I, I'm I'm just saying. Peter, come on, buddy. Brady was saying it the other day. He nearly came out of retirement again. He nearly came out. He was saying it on his Instagram, and then he had a going away party. They're both Michigan guys. I think that could be the that could be the the clinching the relationship. And again, Jim Harbaugh. For those of you that don't know, he had a relationship with Al Davis, Mark's dad. He coached for the Raiders way back in the day as like a quarterback's coach one year, but he also has connection with the Chargers. He played for the Chargers. He coached at the University of San Diego. He knows those owners, the Spanos. So, and Justin Herbert's ready-made. They got a team. You get a good coach in, in, with the Chargers, with all that talent, and Justin Herbert, that could be a one-year turnaround in, in an AFC title game kind of scenario. Bill Belichick with the Chargers. Woo! Woo! We'll see. The, it looks like the, uh, the the era of the old coach. You got Pete Carroll out. You yeah. got Nick Saban out. Bill Belichick's the same age. I mean, he's probably going to lose his job in New England. But, I, yeah, it'll be he'll be somewhere. If he wants to coach somewhere and he gets fired, he'll get a job. But it'll be very interesting to see what they uh, – what, what the, how that situation unfolds. Could All right, Peter. To Atlanta or or – because there was talk that they may give up a first-round pick. Yeah, they're not giving up. They need – Atlanta needs players. I mean, would Atlanta do that? Would that be that desperate to give up a first-round pick for Belichick? No, no, they're because Kraft's going to fire them. They're not giving up a first-round pick for Bill Belichick. Are you crazy? Have they fired him yet? No, but it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. They trade him. They might, but they're not getting a first-round pick for the guy. They might get a third-round pick for him. I mean, if Atlanta's willing to give me a first-round pick, you're not. But they ain't willing. No, they got to save their first-round pick for Justin Fields if they try to make a move there. Right. So I think Fields stays in Chicago. All right, Buck fans. Okay, we gave you some coaching talk around the league. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. We're going to uh, you're going to listen to hear my conversation with David Moulton, Sirius XM, ESPN Monday Night Football crew. He's going to talk specifically all Bucks Eagles rematch number two in Tampa Monday night. Be there, be square. Peter Blake will be there with his in the press box. It'll be a playoff game, so I'm sure the spread will even be even better. Four plates, four plate minimum for Peter. He'll get there about eleven o'clock in the morning. He'll try to have lunch, brunch. Mid-afternoon snack, dinner, dessert, post-game, and whatever else comes with a Bucks victory on Monday night. And he'll straight he'll head straight down Dale Mabry to the to the shiny lights 
right by uh, Raymond James Stadium for the post game party. With you guiding me there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. David Moulton in my conversation, Bucks Eagles. We'll be back in just a few minutes, okay? Now a word from Titan Home Lending. Are you in the market for a new home? Are you looking to get into a, a single-family residence, condo, townhouse, duplex, whatever it is? If you need financing help to get pre-approved, which you need to do, reach out to Titan Home Lending and Jason Powers. We'll get you approved in less than 24 hours. We'll get you qualified, figure out what you can afford, and we will get you in a position to be able to make that offer. So reach out to me, Jason Powers, Titan Home Lending. We can help you with an FHA loan, a VA loan if you're a veteran, a conventional loan, a bank statement loan. We can help you with a investment property, a second home. Whatever their financing needs are, reach out to me, Titan Home Lending and Jason Powers, 205-790-1404. All right, welcome to 2024 National Championship in the books, Michigan National Champions. But the NFL playoffs are here for the next four to five weeks, heading to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Ticketsmarter.com is your place to go to find tickets on the secondary market, where it's NFL playoffs, NBA, NHL, college basketball, concerts, whatever it is, anywhere in the country, Ticketsmarter.com and their mobile app is the place to go for the get-in price to check on your better, lower-level seat price tickets. Ticket Smartest Technology gives you the most competitive pricing on the secondary market. Your purchase is safe and guaranteed. And here's a promo code for you. Powers10 will save you $100 or save you $10 on a $100 order. Or Powers20 will save you $20 on a $300 order. Again, NFL playoffs, whatever it is, TicketSmarter.com and their mobile app is the place to go. Tell them the Powers on Sports podcast sent you. You can use the codes as many times as you want anywhere in the country. TicketSmarter.com. Think smarter, ticket smarter, and the Ticket Smarter mobile app. And remember the code POWERS10 or POWERS20. All right, welcome back. No Quarter Given podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed Peter and I's breakdown of the Bucks lackluster but victorious win in Carolina. Now we're going to do a little preview of the Monday night game with the Eagles, the rematch, uh, with no better person, somebody that will be in the booth in Raymond James Stadium, along with the ESPN crew, Troy uh, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck and company, uh, Mr. David Moulton. David is the... uh, David was part of the Monday Night Crew. He also hosts his own radio show, the Miller and Moulton Radio Show. He's also a Sirius XM host. He's been a guest on this uh, on my Powers on Sports podcast many times and is making his debut on the Buccaneers only No Quarter Given podcast. So appreciate you joining us, David. Jason, anytime. All right, Dave. David, uh, rematch from week three. Eagles win 25 to 11. Kind of a slow death kind of game in my view if you watch that game. Philly was clearly the more dominant team physically, skill-wise. What have you seen between these two teams, obviously, especially the last five or six weeks of the year where Philly's really sliding and Tampa Bay's playing better? What do you what do you see in the two teams in the last five or six weeks of the season? Well, first off, it's ironic because, remember, that was a Monday night football game. So we yes. did it. So now yeah. we're, we're doing it again. Um, boy, were the Eagles looking like – the best team in the league back then. I mean, how long ago now does that seem? And 
that was a game in which we're finding out about the Bucks. We're like, okay, so how good are they? They're two and zero, oh, but now they're going to play a big boy, and the big boy pushed them all around. And it was like, okay, the Bucks are a light heavyweight, maybe. Um, I'll say this though, you know, was Baker Mayfield really the leader of the team then? I think he is now. He played injured. He didn't play hurt. He played injured down the stretch. It reminded me of Baker, his last full year in Cleveland. Remember, he played the last two-thirds of the year. Shoulder. His left shoulder was totally yeah. busted up. He had to wear a harness. You can't throw the ball accurately if you can't move your front shoulder. It's like try playing golf with only one shoulder in use. Right. And, and they held it against Baker. Well, Baker gutted it out down the stretch because without Baker Mayfield, is Kyle Trask going to the NFC South? I don't think any of us want to find out. So <laughs> I give Baker a lot of credit. Also, since then, Jason, you know, we didn't know what we had in Rashard White. Right. We know what we have now. You know, the line's gotten a little better since then yep. also. And I think the Bucs are as healthy now outside of Baker as they've been really in the second half of the year, you know, the offensive line, I think is better. You know, some of this, health. Health on the defense. secondary, couple of secondary guys have come back also. So, you know, obviously the Bucks offense the last two weeks has struggled. And I think it's because their quarterback is just flat out injured, but you know, Baker responded. He's got playoff experience. Remember, he went into Pittsburgh and won with the Browns. Played well in a close loss at Kansas City in the divisional round. Yep. So I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him. Boy, it'd be nice if they could just score a touchdown early in the game, wouldn't right. it? No, Get ahead. A, I mean, from a confidence standpoint also, I mean, Tristan Wirfs, we've all seen the video after the game in which he said, hey, defense, thanks for carrying us through. We've let you down. It's on us now. Boy, would an early touchdown against the Eagles go a long way because, first off, the Bucks' offense needs it. Secondly, Jason, the Eagles are reeling. They are, they are bad. They have been really poor and a sneaky injury from the game on Sunday in, in, in MetLife. A.J. Brown goes down. We don't know the severity yet of, of, of the status, but Devontae Smith was already hurt. No, Now no A.J. Brown potentially. And we know all did the you, strife and all the, all the infighting it seems to be going on up in Philadelphia. Did, and I don't want to, you know, show it, but did you see that Hurts his middle finger yes. on his throwing hand. It's located, yep. I was going to say, your fingers are not supposed to look like that. I mean, there's no doubt they're going to come into this game psychologically not in a good place, physically not in a good place, emotionally not in a good place. I mean, some early success yes. from Tampa Bay, and you really wonder, I mean, how much fight is left in this group? They seem... There seems to be an obvious disconnect between the players and the staff right now, and there's even some disconnect amongst the players. Maybe the play of the season for the Buccaneers on Sunday. Again, not many people probably watch that game. Antoine Winfield stripping of the ball. The Carolina was about to go up 7-0. If he doesn't make that play, the screws get tightened even tighter on Baker and that offense. I'm not sure they could have scored two touchdowns to win that game if they're down 7 nothing. Yeah, 7-0 might have been a winner, uh, quite frankly, in that game. There, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, they also then came back. They got that, you know, couple 
drives then afterwards to put some points on the board. Uh, yes, uh, there's no question about it. What befell Jacksonville and Nashville could have easily happened in Charlotte to the Bucs if not for that play. Yeah, and give me a quick thought on Antoine Winfield. Gets snubbed for the Pro Bowl, but this guy's probably going to be all pro free safety. Unbelievable how he's not going to make the Pro Bowl, but he's probably going to be all pro. But He's had an unbelievable year and will probably get some pl defensive player of the year votes as well. And also uh, needs to be get paid. And he was, yes, yes. You're, it also shows what a joke the Pro Bowl is a, <laughs> in the voting. I mean, it's 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 so much based on reputation. And I mean, Teron Armstead, for goodness sakes, got a Pro Bowl. He played nine games. Right. I, I mean, come on. It, give me a break. Give me a thought on the Bucks offense. I mean, you've seen this. Uh, obviously, it's, it's a work in progress. Dave Canales first year, obviously Baker's first year. W give me a thought on what you think. What do you think? What do you think is Philly most vulnerable to? Well, clearly, I mean, their corners have been terrible this year. Right. For as good as Slay and Bradbury were last year, Bradbury in particular this year, I'm not kidding, I mean, Jason, but I'm this way anyway. There are times in which if a defense has a weakness, I would just go at it all day. Whoever Bradbury lines up against, that's right. where we're going with the ball, which will likely be Godwin. Right. Because Evans lines up to the left a lot. That's the side that Slay likes to play on. I mean, you know, I know we're well past fantasy season, but if you want, you know, whatever the Godwin, you know, parlay bets are, I'm going over. I think he has a huge game. I, I'm thinking seven plus catches, 100 plus yards, and at least one touchdown. I really, I think Godwin has a big game. In fact, it may be the wide receiver DB biggest mismatch for both sides may be Godwin against Bradbury. All right, last thought. We'll get we'll get you out of here. Give me a thought. Do you think Philadelphia comes in and really tries to just run the ball down the Bucks' throat? How do you think Philadelphia approaches this game, especially if the wide receivers are banged up? The strength of the team is the offensive line. If I were Sirianni and company, I would go back to my strengths. I would run the ball. The other thing is I kind of have to start protecting my defense a little bit. I, I know I'm facing the banged up Baker Mayfield bucks, but I, right now I have no confidence in my defense. I mean, the giants are horrible offensively and the giants pushed them around and, you know, looked as if they could have scored a lot more points than what they did. So I, I think if I'm Philly, I got to, I got to lean on Kelsey and company. I got to run the football and then also set things up in, in my passing game. Cause also I don't know how healthy my wide receivers are going to be. Right. Well, David, enjoy the broadcast. Have a great uh, second reunion of the Eagles yes. and the Buccaneers on a Monday night. Uh, we'll see you next Monday night up in the booth and we'll see you on TV and all that good stuff. Enjoy the broadcast. Thanks Jason. If you have any buying or selling real estate needs in the Tampa Bay area or anywhere in Central Florida, reach out to Drew Felios, 813-382-9934. Drew can help you on the buying side or the selling side for any real estate, commercial, or residential property. Drew is my guy anywhere here in the state of Florida, especially in Central Florida and the Tampa Bay area. Reach out to Drew Felios, 813-382-9934 for all of your real estate buying and selling needs. All right, Buck fans, welcome back. No Quarter Given podca Podcast, part of the BuckPower.com Podcast Network. I'm Jason, along with Peter. 
We've just uh, you just heard from David Moulton giving us some good nuggets about the uh, the Eagles Eagles side of things, injury issues potentially. You got uh, he made a bold prediction potentially Nick Sirianni gets fired. Wow! If they lose the game Monday night, how about that? Mm. I mean, that's I mean, what have you done for me lately? You're you're like the uh, the talk of the town, and then yep. all of a sudden you're fired and. You know, Dan Graziano of ESPN mentioned this today that, you know, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl and they fired him a couple years later. So is anybody safe? And you look at the expectations of this team. You just re-signed Jalen Hurts to a big-time contract. You were 10-1 and and you lost 5 out of 6 and you have no answer for it. It has not gotten better, especially defensively. So again, I go back to it as I was talking about this at the beginning of the show. Maybe the Bucks have caught the Eagles at the right time. Maybe it's revenge oh. time. For no, it's no no doubt you put, you're catching them at the right time. Internal strife with the coaching staff and the players. The de- it seems like there's issues in the locker room. Not an offensive identity. You got injuries. This is a golden opportunity for the Buccaneers. They're three point underdogs. A lot of people think in Vegas that's that's not a good number if you're a Philadelphia fan. I mean this is a, this is a great opportunity for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me ask you this, Peter Blake. I don't want to bring up this. I don't want to bring up a bad scenario, but I, you know we, we we talk about the good and the bad. Sure. Is there any chance with all the candidates that are out there, if the Bucks get blown out Monday night, that there could be a potential where the Glazers could pull the plug on Todd Bowles? No, I think he saved his job. I think he's done enough. He's won two straight NFC South titles. Uh, he's proven himself when this team has been, you know, they had their backs against the wall. You win in Green Bay. You win in Atlanta. You win against Jacksonville. That four-game winning streak, I think, uh, survived. And you see the hug and the embracing Green Bay when they win that game. It definitely like the Glazers still really like Todd Bowles and they respect what he did. And then plus on top of it, that locker room plays for him. They have not given up, even though they have slow starts and sometimes lack of urgency and they look flat on some occasions. They have still played for this man. I think Todd Bowles is safe. All right, I, I, I'm with you too, but you, the Glazers like to go big game hunting too. Now, we've seen in the past, they're not afraid to go big game hunting. Are you uh, saying Bill Belichick or are you saying Jim Harbaugh? No, I'm just, uh, I don't think Bill Belichick would be in the mix, but it wouldn't, you know, if they were to ever make a move, it would be for a big offensive guy. I mean, I don't think they'd fire, because Jason Light's not getting fired. I mean, and again, I don't know what if, if Light has a relationship with Jim Harbaugh, who knows. I think it would be for an offensive guy if they were going to ever make a move, especially if they got blown out in a playoff game like this. But I th- I'm with you. I think he's safe. Um, I think all's good. What if Baker Mayfield doesn't play well Monday night? I still think he's gaining an extension. Uh, even though he doesn't play well, you look at the numbers overall. Over 4,000 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, 10 yep. interceptions. You eclipsed Tom Brady from last year. You know, I, I think he's definitely going to get an extension. I, I think it could be in the neighborhood of three years and $75 million, much like Geno Smith, where it's about 24 or $25 million a year. I think it's something like that. And if and only if you're in position to draft a quarterback, which I don't think you are, uh, maybe they take a flyer on it. Because for me, with not even 100% Baker, they still didn't play, play Kyle Trask. So that tells me everything you need to know. You had every opportunity in the last couple of games here to play Kyle Trask. You didn't play him. You don't have the confidence in him. I feel like they're going to turn the page eventually on Trask, go with another quarterback, whether it's in the second or third round. I don't see a quarterback you know, dropping in the first round where they take it. They got other needs too. You know, you, Maybe a corner, maybe an interior line. So to answer your question, 
I think Baker earns an extension at this point, and they figure out the rest of the quarterback situation next year. All right, let's look at the Eagles. Bucks lose 25-11 in week three. If you, if you again, watching the game back in week three, totally two different teams. We get it. Yep. But Philadelphia manhandled the Buccaneers. That was a slow death. I mean, there was no at no point in that game did you really think the Buccaneers were going to win the game. They got they got out physical. They got that offensive line. To me, that's the that's the key to the game. You got to be able to find a way to play even against that Philadelphia offensive line because that's the one way that they can win this game in an ugly fashion is run the ball 25, 30 times with Swift, with Gainwell, with a little Jalen Hurts, because they're going to be depleted. They're going to be banged up at wide receiver. Even if A.J. Brown plays, he's not going to be 100%. Devontae Smith's got an ankle injury. you know, So they're not going to be throwing the ball like they were last year in the beginning of the year. So this is going to be a run-heavy game, I think, for the Philadelphia Eagles, especially initially. Um, just give me your general thoughts going into the game Monday night. Yeah, I mean, they rushed for over 200 yards, so that's yeah. unacceptable for a Bucks defense. So you're going to have to definitely stop them. Hopefully, Devin White is healthier than he was at that time because even when he had an interception, he looked like he pulled a hamstring or something like that. Hopefully, he's over that. Uh, you just can't give up that many yards on the ground, especially versus a Swift, and you're exactly right. You have to be more physical because it may be raining, so it may be an ugly game where you have to run the ball and whoever dominates the line of scrimmage, it may be that type of thing. And we'll see if the Bucks can pull that off, but I agree with you. And then on top of it, you were thinking about this. Who did you have on A.J. Brown the first matchup? I don't believe you had Carlton Davis. You got Carlton Davis. You right. got Jamel Dean. You're fully healthy in that back end. It's time for the Gravedigger defense to show up. Let's make it happen, boys, on Monday night. Yeah, and I think I think the key to the game for the Buccaneers they got to pass the ball. I think they come out. I need to. They, you need to go after this secondary. This secondary and this defense is not good. I know we want to establish the run, but every time we run the ball, you give that defense one more opportunity to not have to play defense a whole lot. Now I get it; they're not great against the run either, but they've got a good front four. Yeah, I think you got to throw the ball, get the lead, make the Eagles have to come from behind. Your point is get it, score early in that first quarter. Uh, whether it's the first drive, get the lead. I think this is an opportunity. Chris, Chris and Mike against Slay and against Bradbury, advantage Buccaneers. Yeah, absolutely, especially with Evans and Bradbury, which has been you know a matchup, but Bradbury not the same player. Evans still the same player. I'm looking forward to that match, and I'm looking for Evans to have a big game. And don't lose Trey Palmer. Yes, but don't lose focus. You know, don't go, don't be going to Palmer and Otten. Don't lose focus right. of Chris Godwin because when Chris Godwin has been a focus of this offense, because if they bracket coverage towards Evans and, and they're double covering him, look for Chris Godwin to have also a big game. Yeah. And, and both of these receivers can do that versus this very susceptible secondary. This is why you have to be excited if you're a Bucks fan against the Eagles on Monday night. And you, if you, David Moulton, just before we started talking again, he loves the matchup. God went against Bradbury. He thinks Slay will probably stay on Evans most of the time. Godwin and Bradbury is the matchup he loves for the Buccaneers. He predicts Godwin over 100 yards, seven or eight catches, and a touchdown. That's the matchup to go after if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, James Bradbury, because he not not the most fleet of foot anymore, and he is the, absolutely the uh, the weak link back there in the secondary for sure. And Slay Slay's getting older too. You, you'll be able to get Evans with some opportunity there, but. He loves the matchup with Bradbury and Chris Godwin. He's playing like Ray Bradbury. That's an old school reference.
there. So we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes with Godwin, and and I'm I'm loving the matchup also. I think that's where you got to go. You got to get both of your playmakers involved. And look, the sky's the limit. Yeah, they did get mostly dominated in that week three matchup, but you did see some flashes of brilliance in that fourth quarter. And I don't know. Yeah. Why, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why it takes this team so long when they have their backs against the wall. And I, I, they, they got to come out again and not be flat. This is the playoffs. You, there's no turning back. This is it. This is it. Now, they had their flat game against New Orleans. They didn't. They weren't much. The defense was much better against Carolina. This is where the offense has got to step up. And Dave Canales, do you want to be thought of as a innovative offensive coordinator? You want to be thought of a potential head coaching candidate? Probably not this year, but next year. You better. You better. You better have a game plan that can score twenty-four to twenty-eight points in this game. Great. All right, Peter Blake, give me a prediction here. Monday night, 8 o'clock ESPN, the last game of Wild Card Weekend, two years in a row. It's not just Wild Card Weekend. It's Super Wild Card Weekend, apparently. Um, and by the way, give me a thought on – give me a thought on what – what, what, what is your thought on the game being on Peacock? Kansas City, Miami on Peacock. You well, I got, I got Peacock because uh, I got WWE Network. And by the way, I've given you access – to Peacock, so you'll be able to see the game. That's what tag team partners of the world do. I don't know. I think it's the evolution, honestly. The money grab, a hundred million dollar money grab for the NFL, man. I mean, Come on. it's it's where the future is going. Amazon Prime, you already have that. What's next? You're going to pay for it any way it goes eventually. So, is it disappointing? Yeah, but it's it's where the NFL is. This is where we're at. You're paying for the game. If you don't have it, you better pay for the subscription. It's five dollars. I think like ten dollars without ads, something along the line. So you shouldn't be, we sh they shouldn't be screwing the pup, the fan in the playoffs. If it's a regular season package, I get it. But in the playoffs, everybody who has normal cable, ESPN, and, and public TV should not be having to pay to see a playoff game. I just, I, I agree. I completely agree. But it, again, it's a sign of the future. Am I surprised by it? No, because the NFL is. All about the bottom line. So, All right, give me a score. Uh, I'm going to go 28-17 to 17, Tampa Bay over the Philadelphia Eagles. Sixth meeting for the Bucs. Remember, the Bucs uh, beat, the, beat the Eagles a couple of years ago in the wild card game in Raymond James. I was there. They destroyed Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady. I think it was 31-7 final. That game was really never in doubt. I was in the building in the end zone with my man David Cates. And I know, uh, so so I'm think I'm I'm working on trying to. Can you get me a ticket, bro? You got connections over there. Can you get Can you get a, hook a brother up and get a brother a ticket, man? You're gonna make me have to go buy a ticket. <laughs> me and you, man? press box together. We do the no quarter given <laughs> podcast here on the BuckPower.com network. Yeah, we need to get you in there. We need to get you in there somehow. That's our goal for twenty. I'm working on. I'm working on. Get it. Jason in. Get Jason in the press box so he can eat as many plates as I eat. On any given side, I don't even need to be in the press box. Just get me in the building for the game Monday night. Yeah, that's all. I don't even. The press box. I, I'll let you eat my plate for me. Listen, you're in the press box. You can go down with me True. and JP Peterson and help me, you know, set up. I'll carry your cords. How about that? Carry my cords and all my equipment. There you, you go. Give me a pass. You give me a pass. Okay. All right. I'm going Bucks 27, Eagles 20. Again, Baker. I think Baker to Mike Evans for at least one. I think Baker to Godwin for another. And I'm going to go. Kate Otten with a touchdown Monday wow. night. Kate Otten. Okay. Give me a touchdown for Kate Otten. So, um, all right, Buck fans, we need you in the building. We cannot have this building be an all Eagles building. Don't sell your tickets to the Eagle fans. 
But Buck fans, we need you out Monday night. Don't let's don't make this twenty thousand Eagle fans saying "fly Eagles, fly" like it was in Week Three. Get in the building. It's a playoff game. This team is overachieved. They've given you what you've asked for this year. Nobody thought this team would be a playoff team with the salary cap issues and the roster limitations. So give Jason Light and that front office credit. But it's time to go now. It's go time. Do or die time at Raymond James Stadium. Absolutely, and uh, you know we'll we'll be ready to go. We got the post game show, uh, the sports web, in collaboration with the JP Peterson show. Rain or shine, hopefully it doesn't rain that much because I want to be on the field at the end of the game. We may do some pregame stuff, but most likely post game show on uh, on my Facebook, Peter H Blake, and of course the sports web and the JP Peterson show in collaboration. All subscribe to those on Facebook and YouTube. Get it done, and check out my uh, Powers on Sports podcast. Full interview with David Moulton about all things in the NFL. We talk Bucks, Eagles. We also talk all head coaching stuff. He gives a great nugget about the San Diego or the LA Chargers coaching job and how the NFL wants them to go big game hunting. And they've kind of made that a, a point of emphasis to Alex Spanos and many other things. So check that out. YouTube channel, Jason Power Sports channel. All these interviews that we do on the No Quarter Given podcast are on the uh, on the uh my on the YouTube channel as well, so you can archive back to see the, all the previous episodes. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to this podcast, and we will have one another podcast for you, win or lose next week. Even if they lose, we'll have a wrap up podcast for you. But I'm anticipating a W. I think we're going to San Francisco next week on Sunday, and, and also remember, Buck fans, with them playing on Monday night, the Bucks are guaranteed to play on Sunday next week, so there will be, there's no chance they'll play on Saturday as part of the way they, these games get scheduled. Monday night, a Monday night game guarantees you a Sunday game in the divisional round, so I think we're going to San Francisco next Sunday afternoon, 425, probably Fox. That's my, that's my hope. Okay. Alright, we'll see what happens. All right, Buck fans, we'll see you next week. No quarter get a podcast. Let's get to the divisional rounds. Here we go. Let's see you next time. Go Bucks! Join us again soon for another preview of a scallywag buccaneer foe when we come back with another no quarter given podcast. And make sure for the best in historical Buck coverage, you go to BuckPower.com. And as always, keep listening to the BuckPower.com Podcast Network.